Welcome to Get Dressed, the podcast. We are two friends who just love talking about all things wardrobe related, and we thought we would open up the conversation for anything and anyone else to join. If you have a burning wardrobe question, don't let it burn a hole in your pocket. Find us at Get Dressed, the podcast on Instagram or email your questions to us at getdressthepodcast at gmail.com. Hello. Bonjour. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. It's nice good. to see you. Always nice to see you. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Separated physically, but not mentally. Still Never. Never. Frequently contacted person on WhatsApp would be you. From one side of London to the other. We're still not that far apart. <laughs> really not far at all. This week, we're going to talk about bras, but I can't wear one because they are all in the wash because they're dusty. So dusty, I was getting itchy. <laughs> oh my God. But there's, that's always happens when you're renovating. There ends up being a film on everything, it feels. Yeah, well, that is correct. We can confirm. How are you so, feeling about bras at the moment? Are you wearing one? I am wearing one, but I did a wardrobe swap today where I was putting in my new seasonal kind of spring summer clothes and swapping out my winter clothes so I think I just felt excited about clothes in general so I and to be fair only got dressed at probably one in the afternoon today so ditto and you are you wearing a bra um I never stopped wearing a bra throughout this experience mainly because I just find not wearing a bra very um (laughs) There's no adjective or way to say this other than to describe. If I don't wear a bra, I don't have a waist. And a waist is something I have going for me and I'd rather not hide it, even if no one else is seeing it and I'm not dressing for anyone but myself. Um, my boobs, my girls, my friends, whatever we want to call them, are too big to not wear a bra. I fundamentally don't believe in a bra. I don't think that it's something I should have to do, but I have worn it for so long. I find it so uncomfortable not to wear one. That, I'm mm. not someone who takes my bra off when I get into the house. Mm. But I know that is a ritual that a lot of people... I'm more of a pants. I like to take the trousers off. Okay. Yeah, and no, I take my top off. Together we're nude. Between us, <laughs> we've got it all out. It's hard. I'm a 32F, which, by the way is a new thing. I've been wearing a 32 double D for like 10 years. And then I went and got bra fitted at the start of the year because I just felt like something was wrong. And I was actually in Selfridges and I just felt like I couldn't, I was trying on everything in my size and it just wasn't quite right anymore. And the lady was like, that is because you are two cup sizes away from the right size. So I went down a band size, but up in cup size. For someone who did lingerie as part of their degree, I was appalled that I didn't know that. That yeah. I hadn't clocked that it was a size issue, not a anything else. So, yeah, I think this episode came about because I think at the beginning of lockdown, there was an article that was being circulated. And then later on, I think the Daily Mail also wrote about it, which was that doctors and people of science saying that because women, because we weren't going to work and we're working from home, weren't mm. wearing bras it would lead to sagging breasts in the long term if, if you didn't wear a bra your boobs mm. would sag because of obviously gravity I guess and everyone if kind of people were in uproar um yeah I think like peak fear is an article being circulated by the daily mail right so if like well really will we just in the post-covid era will the bra survive 
Um, so yeah, should we go to our first caller this week? First caller is Undone Ursula. Hi ladies, I'm 29 years old. I've been working from home for over three months now and will be for the foreseeable future. I've done away with underwear bras, but do really need something for support. Do you guys have any suggestions? A great question. Do you wear an underwear wide bra? Sorry. No, that's what I was going to say. I do, as far as if I'm actually going to wear a bra, I do wear an underwire bra. I would say that I, in this period, haven't totally done away with the bra, but I don't wear it every day. Mm. I would say it's outfit dependent. And in general, what I've been going for more so is bodysuits. Um, and that's what I've been wearing, especially a little tank top bodysuit to then, and then I would wear a sweater or a top on top of it. And I find, because conceptually, I would love to go away, go without a bra, but mm-hmm. I think as we mentioned, the jiggle is a bit distracting. I have a bit too much, I think, for me. I'd love the idea of, especially maybe in the back recesses of my mind, of an image of Jane Birkin in a little cardigan sans bra. And I would love to be, I would love to do that, but I just think I have too much volume for that to be acceptable in public. Just like the shape of the natural breast under a t-shirt is such a foreign aesthetic outside, you know, like a fashion shoot or a music video or, you know, like, no one is jumping on a Zoom call for a spe- like particularly for a work meeting without a bra on unless they they're really cropping in on just their face or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just think it's not something ironically people are used to seeing, um, especially in the workplace. So for me, I do tend to wear like soft cup bras that aren't you know don't have any padding or anything. That's way more comfortable, but they still have to have underwire ones. I've tried. Um, that I really like niche holiday purchase, but I bought them five years ago at a supermarket in um, Paris and they are fabulous. They're about 20 euros each um, and they're by a brand called Dim. You can buy them online, but they're just a really soft microfiber fabric um, and they do, they come in small, medium or large. So then you can get a, a good under, like they have underwire in them, which is interesting for that size, you know, size range, not to be in cup sizes. Yeah. And it's just a really, it's just one piece of fabric that has no seams or anything else in it. And it's, they're quite stretchy. They're really comfortable. So that's like my ride or die. What is this? Um, is it Monoprix? What is the? Um, yeah, I think I got them at Monoprix. The brand is called Dim, D-I-M. And until about a year and a half ago, they didn't have an English website and I do not speak French. So I tried to restock a couple of times and it was too hard. Restock. I love the application of retailing, a retailer lingo. Tried to restock. So they've been like just the longest living things in, you know, my wardrobe. Like you said, cost per wear for underwear is, is, you know, it's the ultimate thing, right? Yeah, you're wearing it all the time. I mean, that's why, so I've been loving the bodysuits because I find that they're usually tight enough that they hold together what I want. Mm. And and a lot of them also have built-in bras. So I've been wearing one by Marks & Spencer, but also one by 90%, um, which is a great brand. And they're usually very soft and made from tensile. And it's a sustainable brand. Ah, nice. And I kind of hesitated on, on as far as, because they're, they're 
definitely more than a Marks and Spencer one. And I hesitated on the price, but actually cost per wear, I've been wearing it all the time. But I do know if you wanted to go a bit more high end, I think Alex, New York City, NYC mm-hmm. is a great one that have really sexy bodysuits. I've tried things with built-in bras and because I am uh, spacious, spatially very different from top to bottom, I just can't do it. It does not work for me. I also have a really long back. So every time I try on a bodysuit, it's like camel toe city and it is so uncomfortable, not into it. But also the built-in bra thing, I've tried a couple of different ones, just like tank tops or like t-shirts, like Uniqlo do do a range of built-in bras. And honestly, I do not think they work for anyone who is above a C cup. They just, they have kind of like, yeah, they kind of have like, instead of an underwire, some of them do have underwire, but most of them below the underwire have like a, um, and they have lots of padding around the underwire to make it feel more comfortable. But the base of it is held in with elastic, which effectively just rides right up and then doesn't move with the rest of the t-shirt or tank top or whatever. And it is so uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, well, so I hope there were some suggestions in there. Um, we'll link all these brands in the show notes. So the next question is from Alluring Allegra. I own a lingerie store in the Sydney suburb of Mossman in Australia. So we have been through pre-COVID, the lockdown phase, and now post-COVID. And what I have found is that though there was an initial phase of being very thankful that you didn't have to wear a bra, and eventually women realise that they actually are more comfortable wearing a bra. So I guess pre-COVID, you'd get a lot of underwire, sort of wanting to kind of give your breasts a shape and sort of more... I guess you could say flirty, sexy underwear. Now what we have found is that women are coming in wanting not only sustainably made brands, but bras that don't have underwire, that are of neutral colours. They are practical. Bras you can wear every day for every purpose. On the flip side of that, we've noticed that the boyfriends, husbands, partners of these women have been buying them highly embellished bras. You know, not only the bra, but the suspenders, the G-string, the whole set, the whole shebang. Almost like they just are on an opposite wavelength to their wife. So though I don't think that the bra is dead, I do think that there will be a shift as to what women want in a bra. I don't think women will want uncomfortable or merely for show bras anymore they want bras that they like to wear that are comfortable for them how interesting to hear from a retailer what we already suspected in a way that it you know it's like we kind of touched on this last week in that it's like trends exist in polar opposites right like you either go super comfy or you go out out it's like are we going to bring back the ball gown or are we going to stay in tracksuits What's interesting about this is it's like, you know, a very, it's like the male gaze versus the female gaze, right? In a very clear, explicit, explicit, very stark way that she's outlining it. Yeah. And how interesting that, you know, I would have assumed it was always that way. I never wore a sexy bra for myself. It is very unlikely that it's the really comfy bra that you live in. 
it's it is for someone else often or it's for yourself to feel you know it's a special occasion bro where you're like i want to feel really great you know i will forego extra comfort tonight for or today for something something a bit extra but it's interesting to see i think bras and just just like trends and in fashion in general you see have been an evolvement of where women have been what's been happening politically in the world as well and i think bras and have held such clout because especially in history when they were originally kind of created and you had the corsets they hindered women actually mm. in being physically active and then they evolved as the as women were given more rights you saw that the lingerie and bras were developed so that they could have greater movement and yeah in line with physical restriction was legal restriction which yeah. seems very symbolic but is factually what occurred but it'll be fascinating to see obviously we're in a really a bit of a tumultuous time yeah, it's volatile uh, i volatile. mean especially for retailers it's great to hear that people are buying first of all but also that Customers are coming in with a more focus on sustainability. Bras and underwear has notoriously been very nylon or man-made fiber focused because it's a stronger fabric. So for customers to come in and just ask these questions of what do you have that's sustainable is what you and I hope for. And for people to be more thoughtful in their purchasing from their underwear through to their outerwear is great. The topic of conversation that's been coming up, especially with Black Lives Matter, has been the range of what is nude and nude options for people of color, for black women have been so limited. You realize, I think it's good because it'll hold retailers accountable to offering a greater range, but also to brands to be creating a greater range of what of nude, because I think in the past they've mainly catered to a white nude. So it's all within the same realm of, you know, stop to think before you make something or label something because just because it's particular to you, you know, that inclusive language is very exclusive. No, absolutely. I mean, it's like, or, or present the whole range if you're going to, I mean, or if you can, yeah. in, in makeup, makeup have, have huge developments on that front. So mm. offering um, a more complete discussion of nude, because if the whole look is that it's to match skin tone, then mm. you can still create that. Um, yeah. And that nude is not one color. It's a collection. Yeah. Yeah, I think what a poetic um, what a poetic statement. Um so Nubian Skin is obviously a UK-based brand that have just the whole fundamental basis of that brand is about creating that collection of nudes and catering to a market that was not catered for at all. And that is radical for right now, which is atrocious that that is radical and that the founder could kind of create a whole company around that just because it hadn't been done before. So in many ways it's sad and uh, incomprehensible that that was not something that was done, but um, great that it is now done. I'm really curious mm. as to actually what are the origins of the bra. So I mm. actually, having listened to Allegra a little bit, looked at it and it was actually created in 1869 in France, of course. Of course. They would evolve it. But it, I think it's interesting that it was, apparently it was created... The modern bra was born called the corselet gorge, the well-being bra. So I guess it obviously was a relief from the corset that had been so confined because it was... That is such classic marketing to call something incredibly painful and restricting. Well-being. Well, you're still in pain. 
but it, we're going to call it well-being because it's an improvement on what you have had. And was it a man or a woman who created it? It was a woman, apparently. Hermini, I'm sure, I'm sure this is probably widely debated around the world, but apparently it was created by a woman named Hermini Kadol. It was where it was the first time that someone had cut a corset into two separate garments. Oh, there you yeah. go. However, um, I have been getting a lot of targeted ads this week. I think because I've been doing lingerie research and um, it reminded me that I have a lot of Mimi holiday bras that I do love. They're very fun. Another brand I've been wanting to check out, but I'm just not willing to commit to online is, I'm going to say this wrong, but I think it's Dora Larson. Very colorful lingerie brand. It seems like they're the only targeted ads I get at the moment. So I'm going to check them out. Okay, so the next question is from a resourceful Brian. Hello, I'm 34 and wondering, what are people's thoughts on the posture brace? Is it a type of lingerie, especially for men where it could be likened to a bustier? When we got this question, I actually Googled what lingerie meant because um, like, what is lingerie? How do we know if this is something that fits into that? And the Oxford Dictionary definition of lingerie is um, literally, it, the first thing it says is used especially by stores women's underwear so is it like a retail specific term or is that like the origin of what lingerie even means right and so they're saying that it's women 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 yeah ah, so sorry ryan so great to break it to you but there is no men's lingerie yeah but do you know what if i if you want to create this subsection that Go for it. I think it sounds like an opportunity. Yeah. It's funny, it's funny the posture brace because I feel that I heard this brought up once and now I see it everywhere. The Bader Hoff, Hoffman, I'm completely mispronouncing it, but Bader Meinhof phenomenon, you know, when you see that one thing and then you see it everywhere. My friend was talking about it, who's a man who had been wearing it during lockdown as kind of an opportunity and then I turned on FaceTime and my dad was wearing one he had never mentioned it has okay never. what is it is it like something that holds you sitting upright so I'm leaning into my computer right now like would it stop me from doing that does it just keep your spine straight like what does it do I'm sure there's very many variants within it but my friend had been wearing his because he hunched quite a bit and the same was happening with my father as he's getting older. So it kind of holds you almost maybe as Ryan had mentioned, kind of a bustier or corset style. It actually links behind your arms and kind of holds them back so that they're not slinking forward. So it's supposed it's meant to help you with your posture. Well, and this is what my friend who was wearing it was saying that suddenly he bought it with the idea that it would help his posture, but now he just loves wearing it because it provides kind of a good grip on his arms. But then also he was asking, does it, is this what kind of a bra is? Something about it was giving him comfort to kind of have that. Yeah. What I feel when I don't wear a bra is I feel unsupported because I am so used to wearing a bra. So I can imagine it is a similar effect if you get used to wearing something like this because I bet it takes a while to get used to it, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm going to give it to Ryan. I think it is a type of lingerie. Men can have lingerie too. Who cares about what the Oxford Dictionary says? Sure. The only ones that I have seen have been mainly black and foamy. So I feel that there is an opportunity to maybe make a slightly more aesthetically pleasing one if, if anyone 
would like to take that on as a challenge. Yeah, send us links if you have a cool back support. <laughs> as a new business opportunity. For this week's isolation, station, coordination, theorization, justification, we obviously want to give you tips on bras. So my tip is that I had a lovely woman helping me once to fit a bra and she said that you should always, when you're buying it, try it on the furthest rung, if that makes sense. The tightest or the loosest? The loosest. Yeah. Because over time, the fabric will stretch a bit and then you want to be able to actually use the the tightening loopholes to actually help if it need be as opposed to if you already start on the tightest one then you can't make it any tighter so to Mm. always try it on the loosest that's a good tip do you know i do find i put a bra on so quickly in the morning i don't even know what rung i put it on i just do whatever catches first yeah um the other thing i learned um, so in my 28th year of life, which was last year, that you are actually supposed to hand wash all your bras because they do very much distort in the washing machine. Honestly, I used to slap them in at 30 or 40 degrees. Put them in on a hand wash cycle at like 20 degrees. If they're really smelly, you can wash them at 30, but do only do that on a hand wash cycle. Seriously, they will not distort anymore and you will get, you'll be able to wear them for years and years and years. And they are not cheap. Bras. No, so exactly. this is how you get your cost per wear down. I wonder if you can put it in those little delicate wash bags. Oh yeah, you have to put it in a wash bag. Your mum actually told me this that um, she's ruined washing machines by not doing that, and the underwire has got caught in the drum. Another tip, <laughs> but that that is the best tip if it's from a mum. You know, it's actually correct. Okay, I do want to end on a story that I would like you to share. Tell our dear listeners about the time your mum saw out your wardrobe and put underwear. Um, Sexy underwear in the nearest, most available spot to be grabbed in case you have a little someone, someone over. I actually just told that story for you. So. Yes, that pretty much summarizes the story. <laughs> but it sounds so much better when you say it. Um, but yes, she did. I did famously have my mother come over and she was looking for a task and she organized my underwear drawer for most grabbable when about to have a bit of fun with someone with a partner and she put it into matching sets Mm -hmm. readily available and ordered them from nicest to least nice oh did you did your order of nice to well nice to least nice match hers or were they different absolutely not they were entirely different (laughs) she put nicest was a fire red set that i didn't remember i had about but it's glad to know that that's what my mom perceived as a bit sexy Mm -hmm. and on that uncomfortable note bye guys (laughs) bye bye now thank you bye guys (laughs) and thanks for listening mom bye yeah bye mom As always, please continue to send your wardrobe questions, queries, and conundrums to us on Instagram. Find our handles in the show notes. This podcast is edited by our ever-patient extra limb, Will Stewart, and the music is by Hugh O'Brien. Bye-bye now. Bye. (laughs)